Hello, hello, and welcome to the first ever WHN podcast for What Happens Next Vlog. My name is Kayla Mangle. I'm the founder of the blog. I do producing stuff. I don't know. Happy to be here. Next. <laughs> All right. My name is Griffin Sendek. I'm a photographer. I do some directing. I like to write sometimes. I'm very excited to be here. I'm Kate. I am a sound designer, currently a freelancer. I do a lot of post-production work and excited to just talk. I'm Joe. I make people up. I'm sorry, you what? <laughs> what? I make people up. You make I people mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You make people up. You write. Well, aside from our extremely awkward introductions, today we're starting off with our what we're watching. You know, we've done this in written format for a couple months now. Literally every month, all we do is we just kind of talk about what each of us are watching for the time being, whether it's streaming or seeing a movie recently or whatever. And this round, we're doing a podcast version. So at least for me to start out with something, I just watched the TV special Intergalactic, which is created by uh, American musician and actor Kid Cudi. I don't actually listen to a lot of Kid Cudi's music, but I don't know if you guys have seen the promo on Netflix or scrolled past it, but it looks very similar to the Spider-Verse. Cool. Now, I haven't been able to do enough research on it. I don't know if the anybody like on the animator team did some of Spider-Verse. I would assume that's the case, but, you know, I can't 100% make the exemption. But, yeah, it was great. I, I actually found out that the TV special correlates to an album that he just released also called intergalactic the whole piece is about this guy named jabari he has just moved to new york he's a street artist he does spray paint art and he actually recently got into one of the comic businesses that's in the area making big bucks now he has a little run with his ex but then later has this even better run into with his new neighbor, Meadow. She is just a goddess. But the whole piece is about their developing relationship. And I think it does a great job of showing modern romances, especially this day and age. We have cell phones. Being so connected by this point gives the dating spectrum a whole new level. It's really well done. There's some really cool people in it too. You know, Jessica Williams is, is Meadow. Timothy Chalamet is one of the side characters. Uh, we even got literally uh, the dude, the kid from uh, Home Alone. What's his name? Um, Macaulay Culkin. Yes. He is this like random dude at the skate park. I had no clue until I saw TikTok recently. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. So there's this other, it's not a series. It's a, it's a film. And it's done by, oh my gosh, who's the guy that's dating um, Megan Fox? Uh, Megan Fox. He's, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine Gun oh. Kelly did something similar to this. And I think I'm like confusing the two because now that you're saying it's animation, that's really interesting. And I hope it's better than the Machine Gun Kelly one because I've heard terrible things about it. <laughs> I have not, yeah, I haven't seen it. This is great though. I really do recommend, it's like an hour and a half. It's not too long of a movie or, or a TV special technically. But uh, 
yeah, if you guys get a chance to check it out, especially I'm such a sucker for a Spider-Verse. So excited next year for Spider-Verse 2. So, of course, this caught my eye. And it's even choppier than Spider-Verse, which gives it a very interesting feel for a piece. In a good way? Oh, it, yeah, definitely in a good way. Um, it was a little jarring when, like, the first thing, first scene happened. But the mix of the music, you get some psychedelics in there going on at points, mixing the art styles. Meadow's also a photographer, too. So the mix of, you know, Jabari being a street artist and a cartoonist and Meadow being a photographer is really beautiful with all the artwork. So, but yeah, that's all I've been watching. Griffin, what have you been watching? I have been watching another animation. I've been watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners. <gasps> How has that been? It's pretty amazing. I, I don't know if it's just anime inspired, if it technically meets the definition of anime, but it's very anime inspired. And I usually really not into anime. I've not really tried too hard to get into it. And there's a lot that, it's just usually not for me, but Cyberpunk being the video game franchise that came out last year that had a really horrible launch, a lot of controversy, but the reason why like it's still so cool is just the world it's built in. It's a cyberpunk world. It's set in the future where people get all sorts of crazy body modifications, whether it's just stuff to make you run faster or it's machine guns built in your arms and knives okay. and, and like extra eyeballs that can see. It's a world that's kind of like a hyper capitalist hellscape where you only get picked up by an ambulance if you're a client for trauma. It's this, this world of anything is possible, but also it's horrible and sad and depressing and profusely violent this is a very violent and bloody show that's my kind of show honestly (laughs) (laughs) if you're if you're comfortable watching heads exploding about 20 of them explode within the first like 15 minutes of this show so it is profusely violent but that means that the action is just so crisp and punchy and over the top it stars this character David that is kind of after like a horrible tragedy with with his family is kind of thrown into this like sort of criminal underworld gang. And as like it goes on, he gets more like body modifications and he meets this mysterious girl that's very kind of tough, but they, you know, kind of form a little little thing together. Um, It's not really really spoiling (laughs) too much, but it's on Netflix and it was just very enjoyable with an ip like this where it's not associated with like known characters and it's not like the superhero movie thing where oh there's no way these characters could die like there's no way oh they they're always gonna like win at the end because we got a bunch of sequels to make (laughs) don't know like what's gonna happen next to it just because it's in a place that just anything could happen Mm -hmm. and so there there's definitely some shocking moments but well worth watching Gotcha. Now, I do have one question for you on that. In relation to the Amazon Prime show Invincible. Yes. How bloody is it? <laughs> I'm just very curious. Is that one more? is very gory, too. Yeah. I remember within the first 30 seconds, I yelled, holy shit! Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. someone, uh, someone's brains got exploded through a car. Um, mm. So... Invincible, I didn't watch all of Invincible. I know Invincible is bloody, but I think just the frequency of violence and just the ways in which heads and bodies get exploded is 
it's it's so, pretty up there. It, inventive, inventive is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I definitely want to check that one out soon as well. It's been coming up on my TikTok. Joe, what have you been watching? Uh, I started the show Sprung, which mm-hmm. I only knew because my my mom happened to be watching it with my brother and. Mm. You know, the main reason I started watching it is because they said every episode ends with a thank you, Pittsburgh. And I didn't remember being filmed out here, but it must have been while I was gone. It's the uh, comeback crew we saw in uh, Raising Hope. And the show just feels like my name is Earl, almost. So you got a main character Ooh. who everything he does throughout the show would not be possible except for these very specific moments of things he learned in prison. And yeah, and oh, and to give some backstory, it's it takes place at the beginning of the pandemic when they decided to free nonviolent criminals from the prisons to help keep the population down. And then it's kind of about a group of convicts who were just kind of thrown out into society with no shelter or arrangements of where they're going to go live during the pandemic. Interesting. So this is physically set in 2020, basically? the story uh yeah 2020 2021 wow okay gotcha so neat because i bet that's gonna be like a trend the next couple years is pandemic stories oh yes yeah it's the it's the first one i've seen that actually does it tastefully okay i feel like it's satire on the pandemic is gonna make it more digestible later on rather than just films of things happening during the pandemic i think you know it's just you have to find that happy medium with something like this i i feel like that's one of the pandemic stories that I actually like care to see because I feel like there's a lot of people and somewhat me included that I don't want to hear about the pandemic in my shows. I don't want to yeah. like have it just <laughs> weirdly written in. Yeah. And it's always, it's always a little strange and uncomfortable. I know like you season three had just a, like a, a tiny little s- snippet of, Oh, like, back in 2020 when we were uh, all hints. It was like <laughs> off putting and it never really fits fits in when they snuff it in now because obviously stuff is still going on. So it's just a world where like it happened but not bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that that is not just thrown in. It's actually like, built into the story. And the story happens because of it. And so I think for that reason, like that sounds so much more interesting. Every medical show that like I saw during that time, it was ridiculous. Because they would just do one or two episodes Ugh. on COVID and then be done. And maybe it'd be like back to normal. And then like, I'm over right. here going, these places like hospitals and stuff still are wearing masks now. I think it's nice to hear that there is a show that is doing it tastefully and understands mm-hmm. what it's talking about and understands its source material instead of kind of brushing it under the rug. So that sounds really neat. Yeah. And being local. Pittsburgh local. Let's go. Represent. Ooh. Good stuff. Joe, do you have like a favorite character? You know, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I say all of them. <laughs> they all kind of had their, all their bad sides. I mean, obviously, you know, the main character, Jack, I want to say is going to be your favorite because he's the only one that's the force of good in the story while they're all trying to rob criminals during the pandemic. He's actually trying to put it back towards the community and help people out who are in a rough spot like him. A Robin Hood of sorts. Yeah. If I dare say, <laughs> it sounds like. Additionally with that, what streaming service is that on? Uh, it's 
technically through a freebie, but I'm pretty sure Amazon bought them out, so it's on Amazon. Cool. All right. So far, we've got uh, Intergalactic, we've got Cyberpunk, and we've got Sprung. Kate, enlighten us. What you got? I'm like on the other opposite end. So I've been on Apple TV recently. Oh, since okay. My, I, I, we decided to splurge and get a subscription specifically for Ted Lasso for my parents. Mm. And so, <laughs> okay. oh my gosh, we love it. I love watching it with them. Amazing. But this is not what I'm talking about today. I'm actually mm. going to be talking about Dickinson, which is about mm. Emily Dickinson. Okay. And let me tell you, it's a little different. People think of Emily Dickinson like this poet, but I didn't realize, okay, this this lady – OMG, I want to be like her. I don't know. She was drinking something I don't know, or smoking something. The adaptation that they do, you think period piece, but it's a modern style period piece. For instance, their title sequence is dubstep, basically. And like, All there's, right. and it's like, it's like this weird nice. combination of things that basically it's like modern ideals and tone, but it is a period piece. So it, it all looks like it's from the time, but somebody's like saying, oh, they're not woke. There's like certain dialogue that they use that's very much not of the times. And they make little stories about Emily Dickinson's life that would relate to her poetry. I've been learning a lot about Emily Dickinson because of the show. All of her poetry was found after she had actually passed. She had passed away and her sister found it and published it. So there's really a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. She wasn't married, which leads a lot of people to believe that she was in a relationship with another woman. And that's kind of discussed in the show that she's kind of in love with her brother's fiance. Okay. But she's liking guys, liking girls, like the whole thing. So since Emily Dickinson's poetry is a lot about death and love, that's kind of like some of the themes in her poetry. Death is actually a character in the series, but death is played by Wiz Khalifa, which kind of killed me for a second. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, no. And it's so funny because like how they introduce it, it's this ominous figure. The first episode, they literally have like a death carriage. Like it's like a ghostly carriage with a ghostly horse. And it's this very fancy thing. And she goes on the carriage to talk to death. And Mm -hmm. the whole episode, you know, it's this build up to see death, to see death. And then you see death. And it's, I mean, it's Wiz Khalifa in like a top hat and the traditional clothing. And I literally screamed and I had to stop for a second. (laughs) So it's this very weird combination of multiple things but i'm really loving it because it's just so different and i'm learning so much about the greatest american poetess it's super interesting i just looked up a picture of him <laughs> and he he looks man that's a fit it's a good he fit. looks like really good also in the carriage it's my represent because yeah okay and you said this was on apple tv right Yes, this is on Apple TV, and it's Ooh. yeah. So if you want to watch Ted Lasso, give Dickinson a try. I feel like Apple Apple TV is like actually filled with a lot of really great shows, and yeah, that, a lot of them like don't it's... get talked about a whole bunch because I watched Ted Lasso. I watched first season and a half of For All Mankind, which mm-hmm. is amazing. A Severance, mm-hmm. if you you've seen yeah. that, was mm-hmm. incredible, and it's full of these really good originals. But it's really got nothing else other than those shows. So it's like, oh, I don't really want to pay for that. Yeah. But yeah. when you do, if you do, like, there's actually like, some good stuff there. 
Oh, yeah. And it's only like six bucks a month or something. So it's not too bad. It's not bad. But if you're no. not really using it right now, we're using it a lot for Dickinson, Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you're a big theater person like I am, Come From Away, the original Broadway cast, their recordings on there. Oh. So you can actually watch Come From Away. And my family loves that yeah, show. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a weird amalgamation of things. But I mean, Hey, if you, I don't know if there's, if Dickinson's on other streaming services, I hope it kind of expands, but I know there's only three seasons and they decided to finish it off at three seasons and I'm only at the end of season one right now. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm liking it. Okay. Nice. Good stuff. Right. All right. So it sounds like we have some pretty good picks here between everything. So yeah, that's what we're watching this month, which right now which is great um you know feel free to check any of those out uh we hope that you heard of something interesting that you may want to look into this week or maybe you are also watching what we're watching and you're like oh my god that's crazy we're like so (laughs) twinning i don't know whatever your reaction was but either way thank you so much for listening to us this was whn podcast for what happens next blog this was what we're watching in october thank you very much and we'll talk to you soon (laughs) hopefully soon (laughs) we'll see oh geez well good night everybody good night (laughs)